Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics. You can find me most active on Instagram at jakeparker.fit if you want to connect or just see what I'm up to. Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Fit podcast. Today, Saturday, the 17th, the podcast is called, Is Eating Refined Grains Unhealthy? So I've been thinking a lot about this topic for a couple reasons. In writing the book that I'm working on, which has a lot to do with my past experiences and neurosis I've experienced around food, common misconceptions, myths, stuff like that. I have come to think a lot about how I used to demonize certain foods, such as refined grains, or more commonly white grains, white bread, white pasta, white rice, things like that. And it was definitely misguided for a couple reasons that I'll get into. And at the same time, as I become more advanced in my own dietary principles and practices, I do tend to focus more on whole grains, which unlike refined grains can specifically have some benefits like they will keep you more full for longer. They can often be better for digestion and especially with the fullness factor in dieting, it's important to eat more whole grains because it's going to make you feel for full, excuse me, feel more full for longer on a relatively equal amount of food as you'd be eating um, if you were bulking or maintaining your weight. So this is one of the big advantages. Another one, whole grains carry a lot of B vitamins like B1, B2, B3, and B9 that are not found in many other foods. So first and foremost, I just want to talk about something that I've tried to hammer home a lot on the podcast and other places where I've shared information. And that is just the low carb craze that it seems that we're still in. And I understand why things like low carb uh, work for people because it's so easy to just cut out one thing out of your diet and therefore eat less calories, which as I've explained, calories are really what's going to be king when it comes down to either fat loss or muscle gain. You have to eat in a surplus of calories in order to build or gain muscle most of the time. And if you ever are trying to lose fat, you have to be in a deficit of calories. And this is a surprise to a lot of people, including me, when I started to delve more into the science and evidence-based practices in health and fitness and weightlifting, where I didn't understand this concept for the longest time. And I had focused on things like clean eating, eating whole grains, stuff like that which is definitely helpful in a lot of ways. But if you don't understand the caloric or energy balance, you're really missing the forest for the trees. So essentially what low carb dieting does is it restricts a large portion of the foods that you can eat and therefore restricts your calories, leading you to losing weight. So if you know someone, just an average person who goes on keto or a diet like that, yes, they're going to lose weight. Yes, it's simple because they are taking out a certain portion of the foods they eat on a regular basis. They're going to be consuming less calories. And they're going to find it easier to lose weight. Um, other things about the low-carb dieting is I think that carbs are demonized a lot of times, um, and it's sort of misattributed because 
a lot of the things that we consider to be very carb heavy, like desserts, donuts, things like that, we say, oh, that's sugar, that's carbs, that's refined or white flours or whatever. And it is in a portion, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that you're consuming fat and carbs at the same time. And fats are the most calorie dense macronutrient at nine calories per gram, whereas carbs are tied with protein at four calories per gram. And so a lot of the really calorie rich foods, you look at pizza, again, like I said, donuts, ice cream, all good examples of lots of carbs, yes, but also lots of fat, which is why the calories can add up so quickly. So into what I wanted to talk about today, um, the whole grains versus refined grains, really at the end of the day, if you equate your calories, it doesn't matter that much. I would not ever tell someone that they really had to emphasize eating more whole grains as opposed to refined or white grains. Now, a reason that I strive to eat more whole grains, like I said, they're going to keep you more full. They're probably going to be better for your digestion and they're going to offer a few micronutrient benefits, as I mentioned with those B vitamins. But this stuff is all totally not super relevant to the average person. Uh, it's going to be one of those things that's the last 5% of stuff you have to worry about. Worry about more so managing your carbs, thinking about eating whole nutrient-dense sources at all times. Another place where I've gotten tripped up in the past is if you get too focused on, okay, yes, whole grains are healthy, uh, anything else is not. And you look at things like, you know, you can get whole grain waffles from, you know, from the freezer section and eat that for breakfast. And obviously that's not what I would ever call a healthy choice. If you're going to choose something like that, that's whole grains, it's still similarly to any other waffle going to be heavily processed, going to be very easy to overeat, going to be something that has a lot of preservatives and things like that. Again, not inherently bad, but you always want to gear towards trying to eat more whole natural foods. So something I eat a lot of is white rice, and then I'll also mix in um, like brown rice or quinoa and things like that. But allow a few foods to be the really big main staples of your diet, and it's going to make it so much more helpful to be consistent, know what works for you. And again, just the, the most classic advice that I always try to tell people is like, try to shop on the edges, on the outside, the perimeter of the grocery store. Uh, for the most part, because that's where the whole nutrient dense foods are going to be and try to avoid anything that's heavily processed. Like I know even another funny example for me is like eating wheat fins or triscuits or stuff like that, that, you know, oh, they say a whole grain on the box. So they must be healthy. And again, no, those are going to be heavily processed. They're going to have lots of salt. Basically, they're going to be made for you to just eat as many as not as possible, but they're going to be made for you to overeat is, is what I'm trying to get at. So really try to avoid those processed foods. And if you do need a guideline, always look towards that first. What can I eat that's whole and natural um, versus cutting out foods that are heavily processed? That's always going to take you a lot further than a black and white like whole grain or white because it can get so mixed up when you look at, like I said, the processed food examples like whole grain waffles or whole grain wheat thins, triscuits, things of that nature. I know that I've gotten tripped up by that before. Two more things I wanted to make sure I mention here. One is gluten. A lot of times gluten is something that's talked about in line with whole grains or fine grains. And gluten is another one of those things that I feel like it's incorrectly demonized. Gluten is scientifically, it's a naturally occurring group of proteins that's found in wheat and other natural grains. And the thing that's usually associated with gluten is gluten intolerance or in a more rare subset of people, celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease uh, where your body your immune system mistakenly attacks your body if you have this autoimmune disease. 
and about 0.3 to 1.2% of people in the population have celiac disease and about 3 to 7% of people have gluten intolerance. A lot of times when people think of gluten intolerance, they do correctly think of things like IBS, upset stomach, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, of course. But a lot of times you have to look at what else are you doing with your diet as far as, like I mentioned, eating a lot of heavily processed foods is going to bring up problems like that. Um, possibly you could be looking at something where you're intolerant to dairy or you're intolerant to FODMAPs, which is another thing I could talk about more. I could expand on if you are curious, but basically you want to try to isolate things that you think might be bothering you. And yeah, it's possible that you're gluten intolerant, but it's more likely if you just try to, again, not some, not some word I always try to use, but just like clean up your diet, eat again, whole natural foods. It's not rocket science, like I said, but doing that and then trying to isolate things like dairy, gluten, if you're still not feeling your best, if you're still feeling bloated, constipated, something like that, then that makes more sense. But just pointing it out as something to cut out just because I don't really think makes sense for the average person. You shouldn't just demonize things, especially things like gluten. They're going to come up situationally in meals out, in parties, based around food, stuff like that. And so the last thing here is insulin. And essentially the thing with insulin is, I think another thing that gets highly demonized for no real reason, uh, because insulin is, again, scientifically, your body's hormone that gets produced in response to eating food. So what most people don't realize is that insulin is produced no matter what food you eat, carbs, proteins, or fats. And yes, white or refined carbs will cause a greater insulin spike, but essentially what that means is it just gets broken down faster because the insulin really is just the property that your body uses to break down food and shuttle it into either fat cells or muscle cells. And it cannot inherently make you fat unless you're eating more than you should, you're ingesting more calories than you're burning, then yes, you're going to lead to fat gain, like I said in the beginning, but don't just mis misattribute your insulin to making you gain fat because that's not so. Basically, how this might work if you're not controlling for calories, if you're not counting calories, again, this is a good reason to try to eat whole grains because it's going to make you more full. Whereas the opposite, if you're eating refined or white grains, that food is going to have you hungrier faster. And so the faster you're hungrier again, the more you're going to eat throughout the day, and the more likely it is that you're going to overeat calories. But it really is as simple as that. And so if you just follow the general guidelines of eating whole nutritious foods, you're going to find that erring on the side of more whole grains, yes, is probably going to feel the best, but it's not going to be one of those things that makes or breaks you. So I hope that that was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll see you back here soon. Hey guys, it's Jake again. I'd like to ask you if you enjoy the podcast to take a quick second and subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me out. And in addition, it'd be great if you would screenshot and share to your story. I'd love to reshare and have a conversation about what you thought about the podcast.